everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me, Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is June 28th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants section 71. Now, if you'll remember yesterday, we talked about how this section was given to Joseph Smith and Sidney Rigdon, specifically at a time where Ezra Booth had left the church and was writing not very flattering things to a very popular Ohio newspaper. Most of the things that he was writing were fabrications or exaggerations or outright lies. And here, Joseph and Sidney are being told to pause the work of translation and to go out. We talked yesterday about how much I love that it doesn't say here, go out and defend your name or go out and show people who you really are even. What it says is go out and teach true doctrine. Go out and let people know truth. And let that truth and that goodness and the spirit that comes with it be what counteracts the negative things that are being said. Now, we talked about that yesterday, but what we didn't talk about was the very end of verse 1, which I love just as much as that first part. So I'll read the whole thing again, then we'll talk about the last part. It says, Behold, thus saith the Lord unto you, my servants, Joseph Smith Jr. and Sidney Rigdon, that the time has verily come that it is necessary and expedient in me that you should open your mouths in proclaiming the gospel, the things of the kingdom, expounding the mysteries thereof out of the scriptures, according to that portion of the spirit and power which shall be given unto you, even as I will. Now, now I absolutely love that because of the promise which is given there. Here, the Lord is calling Joseph and Sidney to do something difficult, to pause a work that was extremely important, and to go out and to face their critics. And yet he promises them that as they do that, they can receive a portion of his spirit and a portion of his power. Now, I love what that implies for us as well. Whether in our lives we need to teach or to testify or just to live, We need the spiritual power that God can provide us. We need that additional strength, that additional spirit, and the power that comes at a cost. But paying the price of that cost is sometimes really difficult. Sometimes that price for power in the gospel comes from time in the scriptures or a re-emphasized focus on heartfelt prayer, more diligence in keeping the commandments, In short, trying to be and live more like Christ can bring that spirit and that power into our lives. But for us to obtain an increase in the spirit and the power that we have in our lives, generally, there's something that we need to change or to do. A lot of us probably experience spirit and power in the gospel, but we can always use more. And in order to do that, We can turn to our Father in heaven to know what he expects of us. President Nelson once said, Are you willing to pray to know how to pray for more power? The Lord will teach you. I absolutely love that. It never occurred to me to pray to know how to pray so that I can understand how to gain more power in my life. I have this first cross-reference to Alma chapter 17. If you'll remember, in Alma chapter 17, Alma comes upon the sons of Mosiah. They were his friends that were with him at the time that he saw the angel. They were equally troublesome to the church as he was. And they had gone out and they began to preach to the Lamanites as Alma was preaching to the Nephites. And they have this moment here in Alma chapter 17 where they come together. 
and they meet each other again. And they're so excited and so happy because they hadn't seen each other for so long. Alma didn't know if they had returned to their own ways. He didn't know if the experience of conversion had stuck with them. But we see here in verse two, it says, therefore Alma did rejoice exceedingly to see his brethren and what added more to his joy, they were still his brethren in the Lord. And then it goes on to say why it says, yea, and they had waxed strong in the knowledge of truth for they were men of sound understanding and they had searched the scriptures diligently that they might know the word of God. But this is not all. They had given themselves to much prayer and fasting. Therefore, they had the spirit of prophecy and the spirit of revelation. And when they taught, they taught with power and authority of God. They had paid the price for the power of God in their lives, in their ministering, and in their teaching. Now, my friends, no matter what we're doing, whether we are parents, whether we have a calling in the church to teach or to minister, whether we're just trying to live our lives as true to the gospel as possible, we need this type of power. But this type of power comes for a price. And for the sons of Mosiah, that price was searching the scriptures diligently, giving themselves to prayer. I love that image, giving themselves to prayer, that complete surrender. And then it talks about fasting. That was the price that they needed to pay in order to increase the power in their lives. But President Nelson has taught that we can know how to increase power in our lives. We can pray to know how to pray to increase that power. And here in section 71, the Lord is teaching Joseph and Sidney about those conditions. Notice it says, according to that portion of spirit and power, which shall be given unto you, even as I will. There's a condition to the power that the Lord gives us, and it's according to his will and according to our actions. This is not a blessing or a power that we can take for ourselves. Rather, it's offered to us on the condition of righteous and covenant living. In his talk, Drawing the Power of Jesus Christ into Our Lives, President Nelson says, There is nothing easy or automatic about becoming such powerful disciples. Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and his gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. Another element of drawing the Savior's power into our lives is to reach up to him in faith. Such reaching requires diligent, focused effort. When you reach up for the Lord's power in your life with the same intensity that a drowning person has when grasping and gasping for air, the power from Jesus Christ will be yours. When the Savior knows you truly want to reach up to him, when he can feel that the greatest desire of your hearts is to draw his power into your life, you will be led by the Holy Ghost to know exactly what you should do. When you spiritually stretch beyond anything you have ever done before, then his power will flow into you. The gospel of Jesus Christ is filled with his power, which is available to every earnest seeking daughter or son of God. It is my testimony that when we draw his power into our lives, both he and we will rejoice. My friends, I testify that we have full access to power from our Father in heaven. 
the power that we need to accomplish the things that we desire in this life, the power that we need to teach and to testify, whether that's to others in the church, whether that's to our own children, whether that's to strangers on the street. When we earnestly seek the Savior, and when we're willing to pay the price that He asks, I testify that His power can flow freely into our lives as well. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.